Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. And we welcome you to the Corona Premier Golf Show on WSBT Radio. Jess, if you could turn off CBS Sports in our ear, we could be able to concentrate a little bit. There we go. As we are live at South Bend Country Club on this Saturday morning here on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. We are live at South Bend Country Club. I'm WSBT Sports Director Darren Pritchett, alongside John Foster, the General Manager at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, which will be hosting the U.S. Senior Open in just about a month. Wow. That's scary, isn't it? Can you believe that? It is incredible. This process has gone on for years, and now we're down to days before the too U.S. Senior to, Open. Too late to get out of it? <laughs> yeah, I think they promoted it, and they've sold some tickets. And uh, okay. You've had some big hitters come through town, including David Toms, the defending champion of the U.S. Senior Open. We'll talk about that in just a couple of moments. It is PGA Championship weekend, so we're live on this Saturday morning from South Bend Country Club, and we're going to be talking about Brooks Kepka doing his best Tiger Woods impersonation from like 18 years ago wow. as he is blowing away the field right now at Bethpage Black. He is at 12 under par, shooting 63-65, the greatest 36-hole total in major championship history. He sits at 128, and he enters the weekend with a seven-shot lead over Jordan Spieth and Adam Scott. It has been something to watch so far at the PGA Championship, so we'll talk about that. Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn and Signal Point, a little under the weather, so we hope he gets better, and we will talk to him next week here on WSBT Radio. But right now we're sitting on the porch off the 18th green at South Bend Country Club. It's not raining, so it's a positive thing right now. It's got to stop raining because... I do not want soft conditions for the U.S. Senior Open because then it becomes darts. Yeah, we don't we don't want that. <laughs> and the USGA is known they for don't having want it. they don't want it either. Firm golf courses for their championships, so we've still got a month. Oh yeah, no, I mean if we had four to five days of dry, I mean we're we're actually, you know, we've done a lot of work over the last few years from a drainage standpoint. Yeah, and the course is firmer than one might think. So yeah, we're not concerned. Necessarily. Now, if we were a week out and we had this going on, I'd have a little bit different concern. So, Well, it's got to stop raining at some point. You would think. You would think. Well, you had David Toms in town. You had Media Day on Monday at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame as the U.S. Senior Open, the 40th edition of this national championship, is coming to Notre Dame in just about a month. First time a college course has hosted this event. It's the first time any USG event, right? Uh, well, the major they, ones? Uh, majors, yeah. yeah. They have had, you know, the... Some amateurs sure. and some. Uh, actually, we hosted the Publinks mm-hmm. back in in ten. But as far as uh, 
big boy tournaments. Uh, yeah, this is it. What's the feel of the USGA right now with about a month to go before the championship gets underway? They are happy. Uh, you know, we spent three days, Matt Seal and uh, primarily my our superintendent, myself, with <clears throat> the course setup guy, and they are thrilled. They they brought the, one of their agronomists in, their Midwest agronomist, and he commented on how great the golf course is right now relative to other courses in the Midwest because of the bad growing season we've had, the cold temps. Um, he thinks we're about three weeks ahead of the, of the field, and that's great to hear because we haven't <laughs> you know, been able to do much given the, the moisture. But the only thing that had not really kicked in yet, and we saw it actually kick in this week, was the rough. Uh, I think bluegrass takes a little bit longer to get it going based on ground temperatures. Mm -hmm. And because we're looking forward to three-and-a-half-inch roughs uh, and not only the, the length but the, uh, uh, the thickness of it. You know, we've, we've used a lot of fertilizer this year, and it hasn't been able to do its thing yet. So it's starting to sprout. You can almost hear the grass growing. Uh, so, they, no, they were, they were truly happy with the course. There's obviously no modifications we can do at this point. We were, it was kind of interesting. I got to spend uh, last Saturday afternoon out with uh, Ben Kimball, who's the primary course setup mm -hmm. guy, and on whole locations. Um, I was participating, actually, which was really fun. He was asking me historically, you know, what's it look like from here? What types of scores? What are the difficulties? Uh, and so we actually did the back nine whole locations on Saturday, and then Matt was with him on Sunday and Monday, and they they did the whole locations on the front. And these aren't final mm -hmm. uh, because of the conditions. But once they get back that championship week prior to, uh, they'll set the actual ones. Because you, you need seven whole locations. If you think about the practice rounds and the championship itself, you can't really duplicate. You don't want to duplicate right. because of the foot traffic. And anybody who's ever played our golf course knows how small the greens are. So it's quite a challenge to find seven different hole locations, especially if one considers the green speeds at that time and the undulations and wow. not being able to keep the ball on the green <laughs> at certain holes. So it, it was fun. Uh, a lot more fun picking them than probably putting on them come championship week. So participating in that venture, was there a particular hole or pin placement that you thought, wow, this is going to be really good for the tournament? Uh, yeah, back right on 18, which is our sixth hole. And then you figure they're going to play it at, I don't know, 470, par 4. So some of these guys will be coming in there with, you know, five woods and maybe three woods, depending upon the conditions, to a back right hole location on that hole. Uh, good luck, you know. And, I mean, it's not, like, it's not unfair. It's just really challenging. And, um, and then on 16, which was our normal fourth hole, the little par 3, um, there were some interesting discussions going on about that because one might think that if you tuck the hole right over the front bunker, that's the most difficult, but everything feeds down mm -hmm. there. So actually back, middle, back, right are the two toughest ones because if one goes long on that hole, good oh, luck. Yeah. So so it was it was just fun discussing it. And as I say, they, they factor a lot of other things in other than just historical data on, on hole locations. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite quite process. I think sometimes there's a perception that Sunday, the final round, is the toughest hole locations. As you watch them look at the different locations on the greens, were they talking about, hey, I think this should be Sunday or yes. is that something? No, that, that was a big part of it. Really? Yeah. What day should we put, you know, 
the hole here, what day should we put it there, and then what type of combination on a particular day. You don't want all hard locations on Sunday. Right. Uh, yeah. So they, they normally look 666, you know, six hard, six medium, six really easy. Interesting. Uh, although I don't know if there are any easy ones <laughs> out there. Uh, it was fun because they had the two course setup guys. One guy, Ben will be doing the, the back and... Uh, Tommy's one of his assistants is going to be doing the front, and just listen to listening to them collaborate was was really interesting. John Foster, general manager at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, heavily involved in the U.S. Senior Open coming to Notre Dame next month. Is there a hole in the golf course that will play totally different compared to what we are used to as? Yeah. Guys hacking around. Is there a hole they're going to set up that it's going to just feel and look a lot different? You know, Darren, I think all of them will. And the reason I say all of them will, the conditions under which they'll be playing, if we get the weather to do what we want, are unlike any of the conditions anybody else has ever played that golf course. Hmm. The, the fairways will be 20% firmer at least. The greens will be 30% firmer. Uh, and the green speeds, you know, we're used to 10, 10 and a half, will be in the 12, 12 and a half range. Um, it's just, it, and then the rough. You know, we're used to two and a quarter inch roughs. This is three and a half on Wednesday, and then we quit cutting it. So, I mean, it's just unlike, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, we had a meeting earlier in the season for our regulars, I guess one would call it, our pass holders. And, and my superintendent, Matt, uh, was, him and I were addressing the crowd, and, and somebody said, you know, they were upset about the fact that we were closing two and a half weeks early for the championship, and they wouldn't be able to play the golf course. And Matt had a really interesting comment. He said, "He said I've seen you play, and you wouldn't want to play this <laughs> golf course two, two to two and a half weeks earlier." And and it's true. Um, we had the we had the discussion yesterday, Matt and I and uh, Greg, one of our our pros, about when we want to go out and play it before the championship. We're going to wait until you know the week before and go out and see if we can break a hundred. So. <laughs> I remember at Olympia Fields, where the U.S. Open was in '02, I want to say, right in that vicinity, Jim Furyk won that week. I played in the media event a month before the tournament, and the first hole hit it into the rough to the right, and I remember losing my wrists <laughs> trying to get the ball out of that yeah. rough. Now, it wasn't that bad throughout the entire golf course, but I got to feel early on what it's like to be yeah. in a U.S. Open. So with the three-and-a-half-inch rough... To put it into perspective, I don't know what Beth Page is this week, but the players say you can't move it unless you have anything like a nine iron in your hand. You can't take a five iron out, and you're just going to absolutely break your wrist doing that. So with three and a half inch rough, are they going to be able to, uh, uh, to take yeah, a four yeah, iron mean, out of the rough? It'll be not as... No, I, I mean, I don't know. It depends on the player, obviously. Right. But, I mean, uh, yesterday I saw Tiger had 180 in on a hole and could only advance it. 60 or 80 yards or something. Dustin Johnson I don't believe it's quite that no, penal. No. I'm not sure what the, the rough heights are at Beth Page. But, yeah, I mean, that's a big part of it. And if you think about it, with the really firm fairways, that actually narrows them because the ball will run farther. True. And from an angular standpoint, it will run into the rough more easy. So, so I just as I say, I can't pick out a particular hole that might be different. I think they all will, actually. David Toms was in town, yep. the defending U.S. Senior Open champion, and he's a big college football fan. I saw him throwing some passes at Notre Dame Stadium. Toms was always a player on the PGA Tour. 
was not physically imposing. He's not a big guy. He won a PGA championship during his regular tour career. How would you describe being around David Toms? Because he seems very quiet, very to himself, but I, I get the feeling he's got a pretty good personality yeah, after talking was, to you. He was more outgoing than one might think just watching him play golf. And I think that's not untypical for some of these guys. I mean, when they're on, they're on. Um, you know, it's concentration and, I guess, a combination of other things. But, no, I found him very engaging. I was fortunate enough to spend a couple of hours with him on Tuesday uh, after he did the media stuff with, with Tim Brown and... and uh, Jerome Bettis? Oh, Jerome, yeah. Yep. The bus. Uh, and so we, he just wanted to see the golf course. He didn't have time to play it. So we went hole by hole. Mm -hmm. And he asked some really interesting questions. He had some really interesting observations about the course that I would never have thought of. It just shows you a totally different level that they think on. Um, Do you have an example? Yeah. I, I, one of the things that was really striking to me, we were on the 15th hole uh, and he said, you know, I, I, I really like this golf course. And I said, okay, why, why do you like it? And he goes, well, number one, Core Crenshaw courses, he said, I think you'll find all the guys in the field will, will like it just because it's, mm -hmm. they're so comfortable. You, you feel comfortable on the golf course. But he said, if you look at the way the holes lay out here, he said, if I'm playing, let's say Beth Page this week, he said, which as a former PGA winner, I could have been out there playing. And he said, that's the last thing in the world I want to do. He said, that golf course was hard enough when I was 30. I can't imagine going out there when I'm 50. But he said, uh, you know, if you, if you, a regular tour stop, if they play at 74, 7,500 yards, he said, okay, so the bombers hit it and they're hitting eight iron in, I'm hitting five iron in. He said, I can live with that. The problem is on most of these golf courses, there's no entry to the hole other than through the air. And so, I have to try to stop a five iron, and these guys need to stop an eight iron. He says it's impossible. Yeah. On this golf course, with the exception of a par five, which I'm hitting a flip wedge in or I'm going for it in two, and one of the par threes, I can run the ball up. I don't need to fly it all the way to the hole as I would, and therefore, I'll take guys on head-to-head -head with a five iron. They got an eight iron all day long. Hmm. So that's not my concern. The concern is how the golf course architecture is and whether it allows me to be competitive with the big hitters. And he said, so therefore, the guys that hit it a long way here, I don't think have necessarily have an advantage. So. And the ability to run the ball up to a green sometimes I think is more fun for golfers because it brings out creativity. Yeah. It, it sure does. Uh, and, and that's why... You know, I, I, I've always been frustrated watching our golf team sometimes, and I think it's an age thing. The kids never look at that as an option. You know, it's all through the air, and David's of the era and the age where, you know, that's one of the shots he has, mm. and most of the other guys will too. Mm. So. so Tom's loved the golf course, so that's great. He did. And I'm sure he'll be here in the next couple of weeks. You know, to... actually, he's not going to be through until the championship. And it, really? These guys are so busy Interesting. this time of year. You know, it's a little bit... Like uh, the LPGA, and that they cram all their majors into you know a short period of time. So this week they're going out to Oak Hill in Rochester oh, wow. for the Senior PGA, uh, and then they have uh, the event in Des Moines, I believe. Uh, and then and the, the, so they're busy all the way up until the time they they come see us. And then uh, Stricker's got his event, but we did get some really good news this week. So Steve Stricker did sign up. Davis Love signed up. Oh, good. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, Hale Irwin uh, confirmed. How old is he now? You know, I think 65? he's mid-70s or is so. Is that old? Holy I, I think so. Um, and, and so the other thing that was brought out 
by the USGA at the uh, media day, there were more entrants into the Senior Open this year than ever before by far. And I'd like to think that's a credit to the Notre Dame effect, kind of the unique nature of what the championship's going to be. And that has to do with qualifiers. I mean, that's you have your exempt players, but so far there have been three qualification sites. Okay. Um, Battle Creek, one in Texas, or I'm sorry, one in Washington, and one in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And everybody that's qualified, I think there have been seven, nine qualifiers so far. Everybody's a tour player. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty impressive. So uh, next Monday, uh, down at Delaware Country Club in Muncie, Indiana, okay. is the Indiana qualifier, the, the one for this region. And Scott Gump is there. Okay. And Pete Byrne, our friend at WSBT, did a great story on mm-hmm. on Scott this week on his attempt to qualify for this thing. Uh, Scott's a former tour player. He's now our assistant coach at, at Notre Dame. And... He and Tom's were, were pretty good friends, so I took David down, and they had a little little talk the other day, and uh, Scott made the comment that he said, you know, I was, I was really good at qualifying when we played, and David said, no, he said, I remember you were, and Scott said, "That's he said, uh, that's because I had to qualify, and you were exempt in everything, so, True. It's, so Scott's really looking forward to it. I've never seen him so excited. With really? Him. Yeah, because he's been kind of anti-playing for a number of years, and... Um, so he's there, but they also have some of the tour guys. That Tommy Armour's there, Craig Bowden's there, uh, Barry Cheeseman. So strong field. Off the top of your head, yep. do you know how many spots are reserved for qualifiers? Yep. Yeah, there are 70 spots okay. at 32 sites. So there's some sites where there's only one. Down at uh, Muncie Monday, it's two spots, and there's 65 players. <laughs> Yeah, so Scott says it's like a skins game. He goes, it is. You just shoot for it every every hole and hope it's your day. And so we're really hopeful uh, that, that that would be quite the story if Scott could make it through. And this is different from a normal professional golf tournament where you might be able to have a sponsor exemption. Right. Where you would use that, it exactly on Scott right. to That's get him right. into the tournament, but the USGA they is a different animal. No, if you remember, I think it was, was it last year or the year before? Uh, Ernie Els, they didn't, you know, he yeah. won a U.S. Open, but they made him go through qualification. And I he think he's won it. two. Yeah. Oh, that's he right. Two. That's he right. still was not <laughs> able. Speaking of that, I, I always fail to mention that Retief Goosen is going to be uh, at the event. This will be his first senior Open, but, you know, there's a two-time winner that's right. of a U.S. Open. So Very quiet, just went about his business. Yep. One of those type of guys. Hale Irwin is 73 years old. There you go. Actually, he'll be 74 by the time the championship will take place. And he won seven senior major championships. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he played last year at Broadmoor because he's from there. That's kind of his home course. And, you know, he would basically retired after that, said he was retiring. And then we heard that he was coming out. So that's really good. I remember at Olympia Fields in 02 at the U.S. Open, I was actually watching Irwin play. So that would have been maybe 17 years ago. So he would have been 56 or so. And I watched him play a hole. He walked to the next tee. Next thing I know, here comes a huge cart to the tee. I'm thinking, what in the world's going on? I walk over there, and Irwin's laying down on the tee. He hurt his back. Oh, really? And they had to carry him out on a big cart, like a football injury. They have the wide back end, and he was laying on his back, leaving the golf course. That's I believe tough. one, didn't he win at Medina? I yes. I believe one of his old was in Chicago, actually. He went for that run around That's the green, the high-fiving yep. everybody. Exactly. You mentioned Stricker. 
he actually tied Tiger Woods at Beth Page Black. Stricker shot 73 on Thursday, which is three over par, 72 on Friday for plus five, so he missed the cut by one shot. So Stricker shot 145, and you know what? Considering his length, oh, wow. yeah. that's some pretty good shooting for Stricker because that type of championship doesn't necessarily set up for him, right. but when you think about Warren Golf Course, you need to hit it straight. Need to pop it a little bit, but he can do that. This just seems to set up very well for him. He's a tremendous putter of the golf ball. He would have to be in the top five yeah, for I, me in favorites to win the U.S. Senior Open at Notre Dame. I agree. You know, he won at the Regents Traditions last week that spilled over to Monday and prevented Tom's from getting here on Monday. When I first met David, I said, who would have thought the most difficult part of this championship was getting to South Bend? Because <laughs> this is the second time he was railroaded by the polar vortex in January. It was supposed to be here. And That's right. It was a Monday finish in Birmingham. So we got him here late Monday and were able to spend the day with him on Tuesday. But after that, uh, when Stricker won, I don't know if you saw the interview, he was really emotional was. about winning a major because uh, the Regions is a senior major. And he had, was quoted to say his whole focus this year is set on winning majors on the uh, Tour Champions. Good for him. So he's definitely going to be up for it when he comes. Got to be one of the favorites coming to Notre Dame, and that championship is not too far away. Tickets are still available. Yeah, there are some of the ticket packages that are sold out. Um, the Irish Club is near sold out, which is the upgraded ticket. Uh, but there are plenty of gallery tickets available, so uh, please, better get them now. Free parking. Free parking which is a plus. Youth 18 and under get in free, which is a big deal as well. Super. All yeah. right. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. Don't just go to the championship rounds. The practice rounds might be every bit as enjoyable because you'll be able to hear the guys yeah. talking. There'll be some chatter when they're practicing, and you might be able to talk to one of yeah, them. No, but, you would be able to. I mean, these guys are so different than the day-to-day uh, -day tour guys on the regular tour. And as we get closer, we'll talk about it. But there's some real special things going on. We're going to have a clinic on Tuesday uh, with Jerome and Tim, as well as a couple of the pros. We're not going to tell everybody who it is quite yet. Monday is going to be Military Appreciation Day. We've lined up a flyover. We've got all kinds of cool things going on for uh, military and first responders. So as we get closer, we'll give you a few more details. But as you said, Darren, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're all going to be out playing. And the tickets for a practice round are $25. gets you on the grounds, and that's a pretty good deal. That's awesome. Yep. That is awesome. The website is? Uh, 2019USSeniorOpen.com. All right, 2019USSeniorOpen.com. And it has all the information on the events. You can buy tickets on that website. So everything you need for the upcoming U.S. Senior Open, Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. It is 825 on this Saturday morning, the Corona Premier Golf Show live from South Bend Country Club on this PGA Championship Saturday. We'll talk about the championship coming up in just a, co a couple of moments, or we can call it the Brooks Kepka Invitational as he is lapping the field right now in New York. We'll do that when we come back on 96.1 WSBT, the sport. And we're back on the Corona Premier Golf Show from 96.1 WSBT. We're live from South Bend Country Club on this Saturday morning. It is 8.30. Good morning. Tim Firestone from Blackthorn. Not with us today. John Foster, the general manager, the general manager at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame alongside Darren Pritchett. Great to have you with us. 
on this Saturday morning. We'll have South Bend Cubs baseball later tonight at 7.05 as they take on the Reds affiliate. Your guys, the Dayton Dragons, who are 13 and 27. Reflective of the big league <laughs> team. Well, they beat the Cubs two out of three. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was actually, impressive. They, I watched one of the games, and they're... They've got a little bit more talent yes. than I thought they had. So They have a pitcher on their staff right now that has the best war in Major League Baseball for pitchers, Luis Castillo. Yes. So something good happening there yeah. with the Red Legs. Well, Brooks Kepka, has he won the PGA Championship already? I mean, he's 12 under par. He yeah. leads by seven with 36 holes to play. He's like a machine. He's like a robot. It's hard to imagine he's going to give this away. I hope he's staying in a one-story home. <laughs> the only thing that can stop him is a Dustin Johnson fall down the stairs, I believe. Uh, my goodness. And it's, it's not like they're on some pitch and putt either. I mean, they're on a really, really hard golf course, and I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I know we've Tiger's had a few of those runs. The Masters, I know, his, the very first Masters win, which was, I believe, in 98 or... 97, 97. 98 ran in there. You know, where he blew away the field, and he's, he did it at Pebble, the U.S. Open one year. But this is just absolutely incredible. And it's not like he's scrambling to make par. I mean, he should—he probably should be two or three more under. He missed a few short putts. So I, I, some people like this, where you got some person dominating the field. Other people are like, eh. I, I, I think viewership would, will drop. Tiger didn't make the cut. Everybody thinks he's got it won. So I'd be curious to see what the ratings are. I think if it's Tiger up by seven, people totally are different. still going to tune in. Oh, yeah. Because they want that dominance. Kepka, a wonderful player. Six PGA Tour wins, three majors. Yep. And it's going to be seven and four probably very soon. But he's very quiet, doesn't say a whole lot, keeps to himself, doesn't show any emotion on the golf course. So he's one of those guys that if you're into golf and you want to see the fist pump, or someone barking at the ball like a Jordan Spieth might. It's not your type of guy. He's not very exciting, but is efficient. He drives the ball a mile. His iron play is spot on. And on the first hole of the tournament, I mean, he buries it from 40 feet with the blade, and he's off and running. So he's not primetime TV, but he's also a player that just looks so comfortable on the golf course like he does not have any stress at all. And I don't know how he pulls it off. I don't either. I mean, I, I, I will lay a little bit of credit on myself for having been a fan of this guy probably well, seven, eight years ago when he played in Europe. Um, there were People were talking about there was just something missing there. Some, well, he found out. Whatever that was, he found it. Um, he's just... I, I love the fact that after his 63, all of the pundits... Brandall and the rest were talking about how hard it is to follow up around like that. So he comes out and birdies the first two holes yesterday and fires a 65. So evidently it's not that hard for him. No. I know one thing Chambly mentioned that I think is very fair. Tiger through the years, as dominant as he was when he was really healthy and striking the ball perfectly, he saw a lot of bad golf that people got intimidated by him. And he saw a lot of bad rounds played against him. He's never seen anything like yeah. this. Tiger has had to watch Kepka up close and personal for 36 holes, go 63, 65, and Tiger couldn't match it. No. I and mean, he ended up at plus five, and he missed the cut by a stroke and just didn't drive the ball well. No. The one thing about Augusta, and I think we've talked about this for a couple of years, 
I felt like if Tiger was going to win a major again, it was going to be Augusta because, A, he knows the golf course like the back of his hand, and, B, you can spray the golf ball. Yeah. The rough is not penal nope. at Augusta National. So he can take a big hack at it, even though he's not one of the long drivers anymore. He can be aggressive. But when you get to Bethpage Black, there's a couple of par fours where the fairway's the size of a Band-Aid, yeah. it feels like. And there were a couple of times he missed the fairway by maybe 10 feet. Yeah. And he's in the deep stuff, and he's got absolutely no shot. And with the back, I don't know if he can really go after one of those shots like he used to. I mean, I don't think he can afford to go all in on a shot in the rough and yeah, and risk possibly getting a little dinged up with the back. So, to me, he won the championship. He had the best chance to win, and maybe the Open Championship. Yeah. But the U.S. Open with the rough and the PGA Championship, to me, those are going to be very difficult for him to win just because once he gets in the rough, it's going to be more of a challenge yeah. for him compared to those younger well, guys you know, that are healthy. Even at the Masters, uh, like you said, Darren, there's hardly any rough. They, it's the first cut, I believe, they refer to it. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. Yeah. I'll never be allowed to broadcast yeah, no, at Augusta. No, exactly. <laughs> you and Gary. Um, yeah. But... It, He's able to hit irons off certain tees and and kind of strategically plot yourself around the golf course. Yeah. You can't do that at Beth Page. I mean, you hit a two iron off the tee and you got a three wood into a par four. So I think it, I he drove it miserably yesterday. I mean, I think he hit two fairways possibly. It was hard to watch. And I don't understand it. I mean, he as part of his comeback, I thought a lot of it was getting the ball into the fairway, but uh, he sure didn't this week. And that's the wrong golf course to spray it on. Some interesting stats on Tiger. This is from Bob Herrig, who covers golf for ESPN. A missed cut at the PGA Championship for Tiger Woods is a reminder of an underrated statistic in his career. Woods has now missed 19 cuts on the PGA Tour. 20 worldwide. Think about that. Wow. He's been playing since the late 90s. And he has missed 19 cuts, nine of those in majors. Average is one a year. I mean, how many since the back injury? Yeah. Or since his yeah, last... Yeah, that's a good point. Since he won, won the last U.S. Open in 08. I mean, I wonder how many of wow. those occurred yeah. since then. Probably a lot. So keep that in mind as we go through this stat. 19 cuts missed on the PGA Tour, 20 worldwide for Tiger Woods. For perspective, here are the top five in the world right now. The number one player in the world, Dustin Johnson, has missed 37 cuts in his career. Justin Rose is two. He has missed 62. Now, Kepka's a little younger. He's missed 19. Rory McIlroy, 20. And Justin Thomas, 25. Isn't that amazing? So Tiger's been out there for 20 years. I would say, these guys, some of them played less than seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. Now, we might recall the guy who put down the wager after the third round of the Masters. Yeah, how's he doing? Well, he put down a little money. I think it was $20,000 at Caesars Palace that Tiger would win the Masters. And actually, it was $80,000. Excuse me. I got my story mixed up. And he made a million dollars with that bet. So he went back. And I think Tim told the story last week. He put down $100,000 on Woods winning the remaining three majors. If he wins the bet, the $100,000 turns into $10 million. Okay. So, yeah. The $100,000 is long gone since Tiger, of course, missed the cut. And he had to make birdie on 18 just to make the cut. But even if he makes it, he's 16 oh, yeah. shots no behind Kepka. Like, so I don't think Kepka's going to be backing up by 16. He can just play fairway and greens. He does not have to attack a pin. 
He can play conservative. There is no shot. Nope. There is absolutely no shot for anybody, in my opinion, to get to minus 10 this weekend. I don't know how. Because the conditions are going to get more difficult. The rough's going to get a little more thick. There's just no shot. And I know there was a 64 shot yesterday by Adam Scott. Jordan Spieth shot 66. There's no way anybody's going to shoot 65-65. That's minus 10 for the weekend, plus whatever they did the first two rounds. I just don't believe it's possible. The only way someone else wins is Kepka blowing up, and that's hard to imagine yeah. at this particular moment. Yep. Incredible. All right, so he leads by seven over Jordan Spieth and Adam Scott. Daniel Berger and Dustin Johnson lead a group at minus four. Justin Rose at minus three. I mean, normally we have the conversation, what's the score that yeah. is the breaking point that you don't have a chance to win the championship? And to me, we're already at that point. Yeah, It's just not going to be a championship that anybody goes and gets Kepka. He's going to have to go back to the field. And Beth Page is playing a beast. I, I can't imagine if you shoot... Let's say 85 at Warren. You're going to shoot 110 at Beth yeah. Page Black, oh, in my I, opinion. The, yeah. It's, it's considered one of the hardest tracks in golf. That's why this is even more amazing, the type of run he's having. Um, I, I'm just curious how low he can go because I, I think he's got the luxury of still going for it, being really aggressive. Um, and that seems, why wouldn't you at this point? I mean, it's not like he's going to make four triples in a row. By going for it, you risk may, making a bogey or something. So... I think I don't know that you'll see him change his strategy at all. If you're hitting as good as him, it's going right where he wants it to that's right true. now. That's true. Why would you not? Um, so I think that's the only reason I'd watch is see how low he can go as opposed to, wow, who's going to catch him? I, don't, I think you're going to be watching for a long time and not see that happen. Well, nobody thought, at least the guys who cover golf, that anybody would get to 10 under yeah, I know. this week. He's at 12. He could theoretically get to minus 20 I know, with the way he's crazy. playing right now crazy well he was asked about the torch being handed from tiger to himself and i think it's a little too early for that despite how good he has been i mean this could be his fourth major and like he said he's like well i'm 12 behind i'm 12 away from basically yeah. grabbing that torch yeah. with his mindset as strong as he is he is healthy he is still young there is no reason why he might not be able to go on quite a run despite the fact that it is so competitive right now, but with the way he's playing, he is fearless. Nothing bothers him. He's the type of guy you feel like, if he stays healthy, could go on quite a run over the next couple yeah, of years. I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know about 12 majors, yeah, but he look, looks invincible right now. He does right now, but I think the amazing thing about Woods was that Woods looked like that for 15 years. That's and, the difference. And Kepka, I mean, yeah, he, right now, if he continues to play as well as, he can, as he's playing right now, could do that, but... These guys don't. I mean, you've seen Dustin Johnson where we could have said the same thing about him. He says, How, how's anybody ever going to beat this guy? Yet, he doesn't. He cannot maintain that degree of consistency necessarily for as long a time as Tiger did. And who knows? I mean, Kepka seems to have the personality for it. Nothing seems to rattle him. And he's dead serious about things. Um, but, man, to, to maintain that, I don't know. Mm. Uh, well, well we go to Caesars if you really believe... Uh, <laughs> See how much you actually do believe in this guy. Or coming soon to the state of Indiana, well, you can just true. stop by your favorite that's a good point. bookie and, and put down that bet. Well, this is amazing. And Roy McElroy, we thought he was going to go on a run. Yeah. And he had a, a nice run for about a year and a half, two years. And 
That's slowed down. Speed. We've all had, we've talked about everybody in this vein, and yet it's not like they've gone away. No. They just have not maintained dominance. Speed hasn't won since 2017. I know. I know. And he came into this thing, and it, yeah, he's playing great. He just picked the wrong week to be playing great when somebody else is playing much greater. He feels like Phil Mickelson right yeah. now, who has been the runner-up, what, six times yeah. in the U.S. Open, and Phil shot 69-71. He's at even par. He's tied for 26. Wow. You're tied for 26 and a major, and you're 12 shots wow. out of the lead. That is just not the norm. So, Tiger misses the cut. Kepka leads by seven. And the PGA Championship tried to get out of the shadows of college football and the NFL and the Ryder Cup and all that in August. They move it to May. They kind of are in a good spot, and you get a blowout. So it didn't yeah. work out very well for the PGA of America. It is 8.42 on this Saturday morning, the Corona Premier Golf Show. John Foster, Darren Pritchett with you. We're live at South Bend Country Club on this Saturday morning. We'll continue to talk golf coming up next from 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. And we're back on the Corona Premier Golf Show, live on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. It is 8.46 on this Saturday morning. Along with John Foster, the general manager at Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. I'm Darren Pritchett. We're live at South Bend Country Club on this Saturday morning, and it's supposed to be in the 80s today. It is not close to 80 right now, <laughs> as we are feeling the breeze on Ooh. the porch here at the clubhouse at South Bend Country Club. So it's a little brisk right now, but it should be a great day to get out and play some golf. And, of course, Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame will be open for play, despite the U.S. Senior Open coming. You bet. It's still a time to play right yep. now, and you can get a little sense of what the Open's going to be like by playing right now. Yeah, you can bank your shots off of grandstands. Well, not the grandstands, <laughs> the actual hospitality structures, skyboxes, villas. It's like a bowling alley right now, you know? It's right down the middle. I have not been out there since the structures went up, but I have to imagine it just looks totally different. It is really bizarre. It really is. Mm. All I can see is the dead grass after these things come down. Oh. I'm already thinking about that. I know Matt is, too. That's true. So all the structures are up now, no, pretty no, much, or they're no, still in no. progress? Still in progress. They'll be building up till the day before, probably. I'm putting the finishing touches on them. Now, when you watch a tournament on TV, you see all the stands. They build these luxury suites yeah. now. So there's a lot of different options. I think for fans that have not been to a, a championship of this caliber, are spectators, are there spots where the grandstands are open for them, or is yeah. that just for... No, all the, all the grandstands are open to the gallery tickets. You know, you, you don't need a special ticket to get in the grandstands. And we'll have grandstands on, I believe, six holes. Um, another thing, you know, if you haven't been to an event before like this, you know, one of the, the portable chairs, the little tripods, or what, bring one of those with you. You can just set up anywhere and, and sit and watch. Um, there will also be options at the concession stands with picnic tables and things. So, um, And as you know, Darren, the, the golf course is so compact, you're going to be able to see a lot of stuff from, from one spot. You don't necessarily have to walk three, four miles while you're at this event to see anything. You know, over the next couple of weeks, we probably need to do this. We probably need to think about three or four spots on the golf yep. course that might be the best for fans to go because you got to think about if you want to see some guys I guess all of them roll through yeah. you can pick one spot and be there all day but if you want to be in a spot on the golf course where you can see a couple of holes yeah. 
If you want to see a par five where you get a little bit of everything, we probably need to start thinking about that. Yeah, I know, and that's why these stands weren't just willy-nilly placed anywhere. Uh, they were strategically placed by the USGA in you know, collaboration with us uh, as to how the golf course plays and what happens here and there. So, uh, no, it'd be great. And if you want to get a little bit of a taste of what it's like to be in a hospitality structure, I mean, we have the Irish Club there, which is yep. a huge structure on Championship 17. It'll be air-conditioned. You know, you got a 270-degree view from the inside, upscale food, beverage, um, and you'll have flat screens in there. So, I mean, it's just, it's a little bit like what you get in the luxury suites. So, okay. Yep. So, let's just do this real quick. The first hole of the championship will be what hole? Our 16th normally. The okay. one that sits right next to the clubhouse and goes up the hill, over Judy Creek and up the hill. Okay. And then number 18 will be? Our sixth hole normally, which comes into right next to the clubhouse heading east, and it's uh, the par four. Okay. Yeah. So those are some things to think about with the U.S. Senior Open right around the corner. Now, John Daly's been in a feud with the USGA for many years, so the expectation is he will not play at Notre Dame. Plus, when you factor in, he was able to win the right to use a golf cart at Beth Bethpage Black for the PGA Championship due to a knee injury, and he was limping around. And Daly finished missing the cut. He shot 75-76. 151 was his total. So we went through this with Casey Martin, the local trial, of course, as he tried to earn the ability to use a card in a USGA event. And I don't want to get too legal on this because lawyers are a lot smarter than me and they can come up with arguments to beat down anything I say right now. But I'm just going to keep this really generic. Walking the golf course is part of being a golfer. And Beth Page Black is a course in which the walk can fatigue yeah. you. It can wear you out if you're not feeling good. It can be a part of the challenge of the golf course. So was Daly going to win the PGA? Absolutely not. As someone that won the 91 PGA, has got lifetime exemption, I believe, yeah. into the PGA Championship. So he has every right to play in the golf tournament. And again, I know lawyers are, can sit there and say, well, what about this? And the Disabilities Act, hey, I, I totally get it. But there's no doubt in my mind, walking the golf course is a factor in how you play. It's, it goes to the same arguments that can be made for um, you know, a, a device that measures the wind on a particular hole. You know, There are such things that one could take. Uh, there are also books that give you very intimate details of the green slopes and those are not allowed there are some a, a little bit larger scale things that you can use mm -hmm. as far as greens reading because they've determined number one uh reading greens is an integral part of the skill of the game right and and i believe that and the other thing is with like the wind judging wind conditions um they, they backed off a little bit in some competitions as far as distance measuring devices. The USGA hasn't given completely on that, thankfully, because that is deemed part of the game itself. Sure. And I think walking is the same thing. You know, if it's truly a sport, if one wants to call golfers athletes, I think that's a big part of it. Although I've often wondered what kind of sports one can wear the same clothes that he wears to church. Is that really an athletic endeavor? Um, we can argue that some other time, yeah. but I'm, I'm in your boat here. And, you know, last year at Broadmoor, 
daily with Drew because they wouldn't let him have a cart. I don't know what nearly would have led him to believe that was even going to happen, but he made a big public deal in the papers, trashing the USGA. Um, I was there when it was going on with the, the championship director, and his comment was, you know, we really don't need John Daly to have a successful no. senior open. And I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, it would have been great. I know he sells tickets, um, but there's no way he's going to be it. <laughs> I don't want to mislead anybody. He's not going to be at our event. I watched Daly at Benton Harbor a couple of years ago, and it is an event, yeah. to say the least, and he played with Bernhard Langer. You talk oh, about opposite ends of the spectrum, I think. I think Rocco was in that group, too. He was. Yeah. That's right. I mean, you had a, you had three different personalities, and Langer takes a long time to play, yeah. and you get to see Daly oh. smoke coming out of his ears. <laughs> well, and his mouth, too. <laughs> I mean, he smokes. He uh, It's, it's yeah. an event, to say it's but you know what? I'm more excited about seeing Davis Love III, yeah, exactly. Miguel Angel Jimenez, David Tom, Steve Stricker. Those are the type yeah. of guys I'm really excited to see at Warren Golf Course very soon. We'll take our final timeout. We'll wrap up this installment of the Corona Premier Golf Show next on 96.1 WSBT, the sports league. It is 858 on this Saturday morning, the Corona Premier Golf Show. 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader, live from South Bend Country Club. John Foster, Darren Pritchett with you. It has reached the time of the program where it's an infomercial. You can <laughs> tell us what's coming I up at World Golf Course. I think this whole show's course. kind of been an infomercial, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Uh, we get Firestone out of the way. We can talk a lot about the war, know, you know? No kidding. No kidding. So what do you have going on? Well, you know, just, just golf and the fact that you can, you know, you got another two and a half weeks to play the golf course before we shut it down for the open. Uh, but, you know, give us a call. Go, on the, go online. You know, make a tee time. Uh, plenty going on on the course. Other than golf, it's kind of cool to be playing right now. Will the merchandise tent be open to the public, or is that only going to be for people that have a ticket? Uh, yeah, it's you got to get. Know if they open in advance it, or not? No, it will okay. not. You have to get inside the gate, and we'll be shutting the shop down uh, about three days before the event. Okay. As far as the the pro shop itself, yeah. But the merchandise available right now in the pro shop. You bet. All right, U.S. Senior Open coming to Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame, and once again the website. It is WarrenGolfCourse.com or two zero one nine U.S. Senior Open dot com. There you go, Blackthorn open for business as well. Hopefully Tim is feeling better. He'll be back with us next week here on WSBT Radio. Well, we thank all the folks at South Bend Country Club for the hospitality here this morning. We're just off the 18th green and a lot of golfers rolling through here at South Bend Country Club. Thanks to our producer, Jess, and for Tim Firestone and John Foster, I'm Darren Pritchett. This has been the Corona Premier Golf Show on 96.1 WSBT South Bend, the sports leader. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.